Voice of St. Louis original podcast. A new look for the county, possible new plans for an important piece of Clayton land, and much more in the latest edition of the St. Louis All Local. Today is Wednesday, January 10th. I'm Michael Calhoun. Our top local story. A KMOX follow-up. The CEO and executive chairman of Clayco has concerns with the Clayton School District's plan to buy the Calaris headquarters property. Bob Clark tells KMOX Calaris is prime real estate and that the city of Clayton should be working with developers. Quite frankly, the city has seemed a little skeptical about helping with some of the off-site infrastructure improvements and that sort of thing. And so... I think the developers got skittish that there was too much hair on the deal working with a, a community that might not really embrace a big development there. Clark says that scared everyone away, but now that Clayton can see the contrast of what would be a disastrous outcome for the entire community would be that the school district buys that incredible commercial or residential property. Maria Aquino, KMOX News. The St. Louis County County Executive makes his case to get revenues up. That's Dr. Sam Page wrapping up his State of the County Address, where he talked a little bit about the budget process coming up and how revenues are down, saying we need more revenue and wants to increase the property tax rate for the county. Also wanting to implement an online sales tax, he says that St. Louis County is missing out on $10 million a year. But some good news, the projected numbers coming in from the marijuana sales tax coming up this year, $3 million. At the Two Hill Performing Arts Center at Umsel for the speech. Stuart McMillan came more Also today, a new logo for St. Louis County Government unveiled. Council Chair Shalonda Webb. We're all excited about the branding of uh, St. Louis County so we can have an identity as well. Dr. Page showed off the two lines woven in a circle with a fleur-de-lis in the middle as the new logo during his State of the County. Councilman Mark Harder says he first learned of the logo with everybody else at the speech. This has been a total surprise to us. Uh, the council is not Uh, consulted on a new logo. Uh, This is something that came from uh, the Page administration. Um, So we'll see. We'll see what the public thinks because I don't think they were included because the council wasn't included. The two interconnecting lines around the Florida Lee are supposed to represent the Missouri and Mississippi rivers. Despite Missouri Congresswoman Ann Wagner's intent to run for re-election, there was speculation she might not after Congressman Blaine Luchtemeyer announced his retirement. Honestly, with all the re- honestly with all the retirements, kind of now more than ever. Uh, not only do we need strong conservative leadership in Congress, yep. we need experience. We need somebody with a certain level of seniority who knows how to get things done. Wagner on ninety seven one says it's not just about the big things like inflation, the border, and reckless spending. It's about other things. She says like serving constituents in West County. Education news that matters to you. Representative Justin Hicks of District 108 in St. Charles County says his constituents want the option of enrolling their kids in charter schools. I truly think if there any is any opposition towards it, it really comes down to uh, taxpayer dollars and school districts wanting, uh, current public school districts wanting to hold on to every cent that they can. The Wright City School District is working to improve student safety. The district is in the process of installing fences on playgrounds, bulletproof films on windows, and upgrading its building entrance buzzing systems. We have started two of the three projects already. The third one is probably going to start, I want to say next week, and we hope to have everything wrapped up by February 1st. Assistant Superintendent Jeremy Way says the projects are made possible 
available by a $150,000 safety grant awarded by the state. Tiffany Jackson, KMOX News. Meta vows to restrict content teens can see on Facebook and Instagram, but consumer advocates say it's time for the government to step in. Fair Play Executive Director Josh Golan tells KMOX Meta has made promises before. If what Meta is announcing is that they are going to stop sending pro-suicide and pro-eating disorder content to young people, like why did it take till 2024 for that to happen? Golan says it's time for formal federal oversight. Meta is facing mounting pressure to protect kids who are using its platforms. That includes a lawsuit from dozens of states. Megan Lynch, KMOX News. The KMOX business desk could artificial intelligence kill local news. That's one of the fears expressed on Capitol Hill today as members of the Senate Judiciary Subcommittee met to examine the impact of AI on journalism. Missouri U.S. Senator Josh Hawley says AI could contribute to the monopoly of data and information. I think we have to ask ourselves, do we want all the news and information in this nation to be controlled by two or three companies? I certainly don't. Journalists told the committee their content is being used by AI models without permission or compensation. As the news continues on KMOX, last week the special committee on the earnings tax recommended St. Louis City phase out the tax entirely in order to encourage people to move to and stay in St. Louis. State Representative Steve Butts wrote the Democratic committee member's response, pushing back against the majority of the findings of the report. Representative Butts points to the notion that the tax is hurting St. Louis's efforts to grow its population as an area he disagrees. Our issue for at least the last 30 years, and I have lived in the city my entire life, is crime as the reason why people have left and not the city earnings tax. He believes that the chairman of the committee, Jim Murphy, is at his wit's end with the appeals court regarding refunds to remote workers. He just is um, has lost patience with waiting for the Missouri Court of Appeals to rule for or against St. Louis City's appeal on refunds to remote workers. Butts believes the sooner that case gets settled, the better. Butts did find one area he agrees with the Republicans on the committee. If there could be a way that we could carve out uh, people at the very bottom of the earnings level and exempt them from the earnings tax or let them apply for a refund for the earnings tax. In fact, he's already working on a bill which could grant the lowest earners in St. Louis and Kansas City an exemption or a refund on the earnings tax. Early next week, I will at least be reviewing uh, a bill that I intend to file that that might make that level somewhere around uh, workers at 100% or less of the federal poverty level. The legislation is still in the very early stages, and the exact numbers on who would be exempt are fluid as he works with city officials. Before we proceed, I'm certainly looking at the fiscal note, as we say. What would it cost the cities um, for this? The tax makes up 37% of the general revenue budget in St. Louis. Asked if this is enough of a compromise to back Jefferson City officials away from pushing for the tax to be fully eliminated, Butts wasn't counting on it. I would hope so, but knowing... Knowing those players in Jeff City, I'm not optimistic of that at all. But says in his eyes, there is no feasible alternative to replace the revenue the tax generates. Dramatically increasing property tax values, dramatically raising the local sales tax, and I am confident those are both uh, ideas that just have not a chance of passing. 
Does Butts believe that Jefferson City could pass legislation that would strip St. Louis and Kansas City of the earnings tax without replacing that revenue and leave them to their own devices? Honestly, no, there is not a chance that's going to get through the Senate. It might get through the House of Representatives, but there is not a chance that uh, that's going to get through the Senate. Sean Malone, KMOX News. In other news... We want to iron this out. We want to get this accomplished. That's Clark Ballou, a union spokesman after freight terminal employees protested this morning for paid sick days. Ballou says almost every large-scale freight railroad terminal has been able to get this benefit, but the St. Louis branch is smaller and it's being left out. We had made overtures for the last few months trying to, you know, get this done shown proven examples of what we've been able to accomplish on the other railroads, you know, kind of shamed them into it, to be honest. Like, why are you the outlier here? Brent Wood, the president of the Terminal Railroad Association of St. Louis, tells KMOX. We just haven't been able to get to that point where we need to sit down. And, I, you know, we're certainly willing to do that. And, and I talked to their general chairman and, um, you know, we both agreed we just need to get that on the schedule here and work through it. Wood says they met with picketers for about 45 minutes this morning, but a resolution would only come after speaking privately with the union. I'm Michael Calhoun. Thank you for joining us. You can subscribe and get the latest automatically. Just search for St. Louis All Local.